On this episode of the 520 Collective Show, we are talking about addressing mental health within Christian culture with the host of the You're Not Finished podcast, Brittany Franklin. We are also taking a look at the banished words of 2023. Are you needing to change up your vocabulary? We'll find out. Let's go. Yeah, message heavy, don't prompt show, they not ready, race against the time like four wheels and ends ready, keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life throw confetti, yeah, message heavy, don't prompt show, they not ready, race against the time like four wheels and ends ready, keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life throw confetti, just the flip of the watch, it's game time, game time, time, time. time. flip of the watch, it's game time, game five, just the flip of the watch, it's game time, game time. Five twenty collective. Listen every day, or get robbed. I'm kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the Five Twenty Collective Show, streaming wherever you listen to podcasts, including Five Twenty Collective dot com. We're bringing you theology, music, and topics that are impacting indie Christian culture and you. Get tapped in with us by following us on Twitter at five twenty underscore co. Joining our email list at five twenty collective dot com slash Substack. And subscribing to our channels on YouTube and Telegram at 520collective.com slash YouTube and 520collective.com slash Telegram. My name is Eric Boston. You can hit me up on Twitter at EricBoston3. And joining me are my guys Zero for Hire and KD the Vessel. What's good, fellas? Hey. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Let them know where they connect with y'all. I am uh, zero for hire at T R O F O R H I R E on Twitter. Facts. And uh, at Yielded Man, Y I E L D E D M A N at Twitter, since we're spelling things on tonight. Dude, I mean, when you work in the classroom every day, you want to try to make things crystal clear. And yeah, I don't want, like, you got your degree in vain, bro. Let's dude, I mean, words, and man. let's be honest, in America, we don't spell very well, so. Well, since this episode is all about grammar, that and I need to disambiguate myself from the other zero for hire. He sent me a message. He's like, bro, getting all these weird messages. There's another one. Hold on. Hold on. There's another one. <laughs> like, it's like our whole universe. Stop playing. Yeah, I feel like there's more to that. Like, tell, tell us this story, man. No, no, it was supposed to be just a passing thing. Is there for real another one, or did you just lie no, to us? No, I mean there might be, but no. That, oh, that so, so you're happened. lying to us. It's a good thing that we're here to talk <laughs> about Jesus. So starting out right at the beginning of the, with a lie, just like the Book of Enoch. <laughs> it's going to be a good show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, fellas, this episode of the Five Twenty Show is being sponsored by Eternity and his newest EP, Dreaming. Dreaming is currently available on all digital music platforms. Type Eternity Dreaming into the search to listen and make sure to check out the official video for the title track. It is featured now on 520collective.com. If you want to be a sponsor for future episodes of the show, you know what to do. Go ahead and email us. Hit us up at contact at 520collective.com for details. So, man, here we are, dude. It's already the second episode of season five. How y'all feeling, man? What's been going on? Great. Pretty good. I'm jumping into 2023, both feet first. No looking. Taking on new new projects, new goals. New year, new me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? 
yeah, I decided instead of um, trying to lose weight, I would take on more projects. <laughs> that seemed like a much more uh, a, a much more realistic approach. I thought he was getting ready to say he was going to take on more weight. <laughs> I am taking on more weight. I want to bulk up to a nice little 250, 260. All belly. 250, right in the center. Hey, it's a shape, <laughs> dude. It's a shape, man. So, Off to a fast start. So, looking forward to, uh, to everything that's to come in 2023. You know, we've kind of just hit the ground running, it feels like, man. You know, we just got done with, you know, the, the Wave Maker Awards for 2022 already. A list is coming together for 2023. There's been a lot of music dropped already uh, in the world of Christian rap, faith-based hip-hop. So we'll see, man. I'm excited, dude. There's been some good releases there. And the world itself doesn't get any less crazy. You know, so there's been plenty of stuff happening. And one thing that jumped out at me, I was, um, I came across this article, right? It was talking about banished words, words that we do not need to use in 2023. So we're going to jump out to Zero's home state of Michigan. (laughs) We're so pretentious out here. Right. So Lake Superior State University apparently puts this list out every year and they released the list. Uh, of banished words. Now, I'll, I'll say this: the the title was a little misleading because it's not just words. I mean, I guess they are words, but some of these are are terms, not just a single word. So keep that in mind. But it was interesting, man. I- also, they put this list out every year to remind us that they exist. Otherwise, you say who? Yeah, because I'm like, who are these people? Like, how did they get the job of like? Are we going to tell you what you don't need to say for the year? Let's. Let's do this that. is their contribution to society. Well, I, I I I saw it. I said who, and I'm still kind of saying who. So, like zero D, like not is, after this list, because that's on there. You can't say who anymore. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, I, well, I mean, like, is Lake Superior State University like a big school? Like, do everyone in Michigan know I about legit it? Never and, heard of it until this dude, list came out. I wonder if it's oh, even yeah. real. There's a lot. It could be one person. Oh, is that, that like that movie where the kids get together and they make up their own university? <laughs> Except <laughs> uh, <laughs> Southampton Institute of Technology. You can send your complaints to Eric Boston at 520collective.com. Yeah, try that. It won't get to me, but it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we've properly set this up. <laughs> right. I'm ready. <laughs> so, okay. So. So how do you guys want do you, I mean they they actually they have 10 words or terms and not only do they have 10 they've got them actually ranked. So there's a order of importance to get to remove these from the vocabulary of the American people. So I'm going to leave it up to y'all man. Where where do we start? Do we start at number 10 and work our way to number 1? I think that's a great great idea. I think KD should do the countdown. Number 10. Coming in at number 10, a phrase that hurts my heart to try to get rid of. I don't know that I can do it. The phrase, it is what it is. It is what it is, fellas. You cannot say that in 2023. I wonder what the consequence is, though. Like, if you get caught, if somebody from Lake Superior State University <laughs> catches you using one of these words or phrases in the new year, what happened to the sheep? <laughs> they sick the Michigan dog man after you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
feel like we need some sort of uh some sort of system for this like i don't know like how, how likely or, or how easy could it be for these phrases to not be used by people honestly I, that's, not, that's not a phrase that i use a whole lot because it seems so glib and i use it from time to time when i genuinely don't care what somebody's complaining about i'm just it is what it is and i, I just make maybe twice a year i'll use that phrase. I, I was gonna say i use it whenever i just want someone to leave me alone to stop talking to me <laughs> And maybe that's what this is. This is just like number 10, the most butthurt response. Suck it up. Grow up and put on your, you know, big boy pants. Okay. I mean, but, you know, they're saying we can't throw that out there. So they're asking for the horns because that's what usually what you throw out when you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So no more. Like, I got to stop you in mid sentence and be like, let me tell you how little I care about what you're saying right now. (laughs) Yeah, so, and dude, I mean, honestly, the next one's going to be hard for me as well, but uh, KD. Number nine. Number nine. Absolutely. Oh, I love absolutely because it's the most appropriate response when somebody says, thank you. Absolutely. I mean, you could say you're welcome. I'm going to start doing that more, actually. Did you really say that? Absolutely. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) not at all. I think it sounds more effective when you whisper it like that. Absolutely. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, like, I, yeah, I'm definitely not removing that from my vocabulary. So if we have to give this on a scale of one to ten, one being there's no way that this goes away, ten being, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy for people to give up. What do, we, what do we rank? Absolutely. This is never going away. Yeah, thumbs down. So it's like it's like a, a full blown ten. Is it, it, people are gonna can not be able to let this one go? Dude, the next one I'm not even sure is actually a word. It isn't number eight. Number eight is irregardless. It's not. Oh yeah, we need to get rid of that one. It sounds somewhat poetic, but it irregardless is not a word. Regardless is a word, right? Yeah. Despite. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, irregardless is, is, is not a word. I don't know that I've ever heard someone actually use the word irregardless. That is or... real big up here in Michigan. Really? Well, maybe that's part of the problem then. Give us an example. Can you, like, use this in a sentence so we can try to better understand the proper usage no. of this slang term? <laughs> no, because I would misuse it in its misuse. I, I want you to exactly try. exactly how you would use regardless. No, I, no, okay, no. I'm not okay. going to let you. This is the same. I don't again. care what she say irregardless we going like that's how people use it okay okay i think i'm gonna try to just like randomly work this into my conversation at least once a day then over the next week and see (laughs) don't don't i'm I'm just gonna see it's actually hard to not do once you start doing (laughs) i'm I'm just gonna see if any of the my other my, my fellow english teachers catch on and like say anything to me about it bro you're gonna single handedly destroy where are you from missouri they gonna sp- you're gonna destroy Missouri. So I feel like the on our scale of one to ten, this is this should be pretty low and possible to get rid of. Like it needs to go. I think it's I'm gonna put that at like a seven or an eight. Because we're not gonna be able to train. Well, the I feel like it's this. a seven or an eight in Michigan, and for the rest of the country it's probably like a two. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm moving anyway, so I don't care. Uh next. Number seven. Does that make sense? What? That's it. No. Does that make sense? I say that all the time. You're going to have to stop. Like, this list was made by people who were offended by other people. What are you trying to say? Am am I stupid? Am I dumb? Again, this is coming from a college, right? (laughs) Although, 
State University. Here, I, I can I can sort sort of understand this phrase being on the list. Maybe if you go back to the idea of people wanting to look smart, right? So like a, a lot of people will throw out something that they actually think, and there's like like a lack of confidence or, or a bit of a worry that okay, I'm gonna get pushback on this. But if I say, hey, does that make oh, sense? Yeah. And I'm going to defend this phrase. You say, does that make sense? Because people be acting like they listening to you. And then you finish it and be like, I don't understand what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, you have to do like a gut check every once in a while. Be like, okay, so does that make sense? Like, am I making sense? Or do I sound stupid? Do I need to start over? But I'm with you, though. Like, I mean, I catch myself saying that, too. Like, apparently, I say a lot of things that I shouldn't be saying is what I've learned so far. I don't, I don't see that going away anytime soon. All right. Where are we at? Number six. Amazing. I'm, I'm fine with that. Put it on the list. Uh, I mean, dang. Zero's just willing to just drop amazing. I mean, dude, what's Spider Man going to do? What's the problem with the word? I guess you've said too many things are amazing that aren't really amazing. They're just okay. Everything isn't amazing. Some things are just average. If we can't say amazing in 2023, this is going to affect a lot of church services. Are, are we able to still sing like Amazing Grace? No. Too many remixes. That's on the list, too. <laughs> it's a hymn, bro. It's a <laughs> Nope. Nope. CCM got it. Man, look. <laughs> CCM got it. What was it? Casting Crowns, the Third Day of Something Grace, and I Ate Grace. How about Sufficient. That? Sufficient the Grace. <laughs> it's I Ate Grace. <laughs> That was good, bro. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Cinco or five. Yeah, I say it was time that we were moving forward, which happens to be the term that we're saying at number five. Moving forward. That's a good, I, I, I like it because they'll use the term moving forward. Like, okay, as we progress, look, we're going to implement X, Y, Z. We're going to do it like this, blah, 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 blah. Can I make a suggestion instead of, just cutting it out can we replace it with instead of moving forward how about we just jump to the end <laughs> like let's get it let's wrap this <laughs> meeting up okay <laughs> can we just can we give uh, su- uh replacement suggestions for each of these words as i wonder we, if as like moving forward do we need like we need like a intern for the show that can like randomly look up information for us while we're talking like can you find the contact information for lake superior state <laughs> we've got some uh suggestions for them i feel like moving forward as a phrase is like the professional of saying i'm gonna pretend you ain't just say that <laughs> yeah if we implement this list the world is gonna get brutal all right hey we're, we're about to hit on uh the one the, the the word on the list that i know is uh gonna be zero's favorite uh take it away yeah. katie well, hang on let me get my air horn ready yep. number four the number four word to Remove from our everyday conversations in 2023 is gaslighting. <laughs> I agree. I concur with, with, with this. Dude, I feel like Zero's been waiting like a year for this to happen. I'm okay with gaslighting. I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we probably do need to step up our game and find a new way of just being like, stop trying to manipulate my behavior. Like, if you said that to somebody in public, that would just, everyone in the room would stop. Don't sit there, whine, cry, et cetera, to use your words. And social media and social distancing and all of this other stuff, it makes us lazy. 
text talk all of this you don't know how to have conversations you don't know how to be direct you don't know how to have empathy you don't know how to have a filter and so we're going to put together a bunch of terms that mean one thing but we're going to teach you how to say it another way gaslighting is manipulation exactly exactly so you 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 want to say it in a way that sounds less damaging but at the end of the day it is what it is and it's actually more because now there's deception behind it gaslighting in and of itself again like you said it's manipulation manipulation is witchcraft it just is just is not cool moving forward gaslighting will be known as witchcraft i i, I don't know if y'all noticed it or not but um kd said it is what it is a moment ago we're not doing Amazing. a very good job even getting out of this uh episode without breaking these rules man but okay so here's the thing though about gaslighting is i feel like the majority of people still have no idea what it means so it should be pretty easy to get away from because i see like a lot of like youtube videos that are explaining what gaslighting is and if we have to have a bunch of people explaining it to us then obviously we don't get it so let's just get rid of yeah gaslighting is like a dad joke because it comes from a movie that's way past all of our time and it just it wasn't like a super impactful movie in the culture and so like just one day somebody decided like i'm gonna take this plot from this movie from like what was like the 40s or something and inject it into modern culture for my large platform so really it was like a one commentator's way of flexing on the entire population get this get this off the list they finally got one right okay okay so (laughs) (laughs) kd approved gaslighting no more uh the the next one i think is interesting number three coming in at number three the term quiet quitting i don't understand this one i've loudly never heard of this so i've seen a lot about it uh, actually pop up because apparently since the pandemic happened this has become a popular thing with with people working from home especially and instead of just leaving and getting another job they quiet quit which from what i best understand is just an excuse to do nothing and still get a paycheck you wow. know that's that's, in, that's immoral right <laughs> surprise doctor that's trash Okay, what I've read recently is that people go on these, uh, what is it, a, a resume rage or something like that, where they toss like, they, they apply for like a thousand jobs just to, and they get a bunch of offers and they use each one to try to get a better offer or whatever it is and how the folks leave. But basically, this ain't doing yeah. nothing but not put in a two week notice, man. Stop playing. And now, and now apparently, um, employers are uh, quiet hiring as well so that's hilarious <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> i'm trying to find a youtube video i actually have heard of this um and i might bring it up for you later if i find it this this comedian was saying that just just doing your job is called quiet quitting and i had never I, now i know what he's talking about i found the video if you if you got if you want to hear it only does what's required it's called quiet quitting no it's called doing your job if i'm supposed to go above and beyond then so should my pay don't expect something for nothing i mean what does that only apply to poor people yeah my employees show up every day but they don't dress up like santa claus and bring me toys so they're lazy you're lucky that an employee does their job i've done so little at work before that it wasn't even quietly quitting 
It was technically robbing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Dude, Zero was looking up like spam. <laughs> That's crazy to me. <laughs> Quietly quitting. Quiet. It's so adorable. Like Quiet it's, it's so such a cute phrase. So apparently, it's like oh, doing, doing doing just enough that you can say you're doing your job. While I, I guess I guess looking for another job, maybe or or maybe we just ex- here's another thing that I found out. Uh, well, I mean, this isn't necessarily with quiet quitting, but I saw a commercial for LinkedIn, and they were talking about you know put your resume on uh, LinkedIn, and then you don't have to actively look for a job. People are going to come find you. I'm like, this is part of the problem. Stop it. Right, like here's what you do. Hey, I I can I can, I can step back and do nothing, and someone's going to come and offer me a great six figure job. Invisibly interview. So let's stop talking about quiet quitting, dude. They're going to hire me based on you know this resume full of lies that I've put together to sell myself to you. We're going to use as much alliteration as possible for the rest of the. Actually, no, we're not going to because I can't. No, seriously, like all you have to do is make your performance noticeable that if you were to go away it would hurt things but we don't like that 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 requires work that requires learning that requires staying current up to date on changes and yeah i like to do that well for lazy people you should know that if if you're working if you're busy time actually goes by faster irregardless zero i knew it was coming I told y'all the Burger King story, right? We went to Burger King and I saw that dude with a with a cowboy hat. And I said to my wife, see, these people aren't serious. And she's like, shut up. Shay's going to hear you. I'm like, I hope he does. Take that hat off. Dude, I think if I walked into a Burger King in Michigan, I saw so it was an employee wearing a cowboy hat. Yes. I'd be like, that's amazing. Does that make sense? <laughs> KD would be like, it is what it is. Facts. Absolutely. No. I feel like whenever I was like a teenager... And I had a job at Walmart and, and a buddy of mine worked at Walmart also. And like when we didn't want to do anything, we would go to like the lawn and garden and like climb up the shelving that held like all the potting soil and stuff and like set up at the top of it because no one could see us up there. W- was that like quiet quitting back in like the 90s? Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Dude, we were trend setting. All right. So uh, the next one, I- I'm not even sure if I understand it. So I hope you guys do. Number two. The number two term on our list is inflection point. I'm going to so, look up the actual definition, but well, I do understand. I feel this. like I feel like KD understands it much better than me. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to listen. So, okay. So the term in and of itself. I don't know if you guys are familiar, uh, but it just came out uh, Netflix a little while ago. And so um, Edward Norton's character, right? Like he's this billionaire, but he got rich off of everybody else's ideas all people that used to be friends and now they're not friends anymore but he still kind of hangs out with them and so he uses phrases incorrectly okay to try to make himself seem smart he uses the term you know let's celebrate this inflection point you know what i'm saying like it's just really weird and stupid um i don't know why it's on this list um because let's just say for example if i'm directing you and we're doing some type of voiceover or something like that then you should inflect right there that's an inflection point like if you really want to get your point across here is where you should inflect so i don't know why this is on the list 
uh, again, a lot of this, I think, is personal defense. They probably asked the three students that attend uh, Lake Superior to <laughs> bring. <laughs> hey, we're going to put a list of man, and we got to. It's so hard not to laugh in the <laughs> microphone. So, um, let's see. I looked up synonyms like defining point, uh, breaking point. Um, that's how they use inflection point. Inflection point is actually a dramatic term or, or um, no, term, a dramatic change in the development of your company. So like, I guess in a way you can see like, it's, it's like we've hit a new level and there's no going back, but they use, people use inflection point as like a point of no return. Correctly. Hyperbolically. And that's how I use it too. Like when, 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 like you said, the plot thickens, like when you hit something, okay, every, this changes everything. Like that's inflection point. Who's the person that gets annoyed with this? I feel like this, to give them a word, uh, it, it is misanthropic. I feel like the person who created this list is misanthropic. I think that's what's going on with this list. But except for number one, because number one is so, to be addressed. So before we get to number one, or, or the words that should be banished for 2023, I will re- uh, tell you this, because I know you were saying, I don't know where they came up with these and stuff. According to, to what was reported... They had over 1,500 nominations that they took from people across the United States and as far away as New Zealand, and they narrowed those 1,500 nominations down to the top 10 terms. Get out of here. Let me tell you some fun facts about this New Zealand. Said, are we ready to find out what are the number one term that needs to be stricken from the American vocabulary in 2023 is? Yeah, I don't think we're ready, bro. Well, you better... Introduce it well, Katie. Number one. And the top word for Americans to stop saying this year is GOAT. Not the animals, the acronym GOAT. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. They were talking about how can anyone declare a single best of all time when another may come along in the future? And the liberal way that the title is dispensed these days. I mean, I guess I kind of agree because, you know, there's stuff that we just enjoy and we're like, oh, well, you know, uh, I like so-and-so's music. So he's obviously the goat. I want to know what people listening think. <laughs> you know, what words make sense they for us They stopped listening a long time ago. Probably they didn't so. even make it this far in the podcast. Probably so. But <laughs> hopefully not. Um, you know, let us know what words you want to stop hearing on a regular basis what words maybe should been on the list you can you know hit us up we do that right now do what so should we do that right now what's that what words should have been on the list yes let's just let's just try to come up with one okay that you, one you one word up. that annoys you, you more come, than anything you come up with one zero what's your word my word's gonna be anti-vaxxer okay <laughs> i am about sick or tired of hearing the word anti-vaxxer bro <laughs> Uh, KD, what's your uh, word or phrase? Lit. 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 Okay. Lit. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the list, yo. It's the amazing. Man, I guess uh, I'll go for it with with a um, experience from a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> I don't know. I had a customer kept asking me questions that he had the answers to, and he knew that I didn't have the answers to. Because I told him in the beginning of the conversation I didn't have the answers. And he kept asking me anyway. And he looks at me and he says, your confidence is astounding. 
I said, I'm confident that I don't have the answers to these questions you keep asking me. <laughs> I can show you where the product is, but I can't tell you anything about it. Oh, oh better my it. goodness, man. We got to do better. We got to do better. But for now, <laughs> we're going to move on to the second half of the show. Artists, if you want to get your music featured on 520 Collective, got on 520 Collective how about that let's try this again artists if you want to get your music featured on 520 Collective make sure you go to 520collective.com hit the submission form and send us your music but for now let's get into this month's industry insider interview Uh, got a chance to talk with Brittany Franklin she is the host of the You're Not Finished podcast it's a podcast that focuses on mental health with the view or the perspective of the Christian faith. So, you know, very, very good podcast, you know, definitely worth checking out, uh, especially if mental health is something that you are passionate about, go and check it out and make sure you stick around after the break to hear our interview with Brittany on the industry insider interview. We'll be back here next month. Let's go. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by Bookkeeper247.com. What's up? Welcome to the Industry Insider Interview here on the 520 Collective Show. Shout out to the Bookkeeper247 for sponsoring this interview. You can check them out at tbk247.com. Man, lots of great stuff that Daryl and the team is doing, so make sure you check them out. Again, it's tbk247.com. Com. And join me right now on the 520 Collective phone line. And she is the host of the You're Not Finished podcast. She's an artist. A lot of great things that she is doing. And we're going to jump into it right now. But I'm joined by Brittany Franklin. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rob Merrick. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you and I got connected through twitter and i just you know i I got to looking in and diving into the to the things that you're doing and i'm like man this is pretty awesome so i wanted to you know just try to shine a little bit of a light on it if we could uh but let's just start with like for the people maybe who don't know you let's just start with uh just introducing yourself a little bit okay so as you already heard my name is Brittany franklin not only the host of you're not finished but i'm also the founder of you're not finished the business you're not finished is actually as of last year in LLC. And so the podcast in of itself, it integrates mental health information, resources, and tips with Christian theology. So that's the podcast end. But then the business end, we also do, well, I said we, like that was more than one person, but I also do um, giveaways. I have blogs on my website and Hopefully next month there will actually be some merch that comes out for You're Not Finished to where 10% of the profits will go to mental health organizations. That's awesome. And you're also an artist as well. So if you were going to be describing your style whenever it comes to music, like like what is your sound? 
Uh, it's definitely R and B, soul, definitely that. Make sure you go and check that out. I'm assuming they can check out the music on you know all the typical platforms, Spotify, Absolutely. all that. So let let's let's jump into this idea of you're not finished because I think it is something that not only is very relevant you know, just in general society. Right. But I think we're seeing an increased, man, I don't know what the right word is here. Like an increased, at least acknowledgement of the importance of mental health whenever it comes to the Christian culture as well. Right. Uh, I think that's not always been the case. So um, I guess just take us back to the beginning and where did the idea for you're not finished kind of come from? So you're not finished was actually created in 2012 um, that was following my own personal struggle with depression and anxiety. I'd actually been diagnosed with major depression and generalized anxiety in 2011 following a suicide attempt. And so after that, um, I came out of that experience wanting a community for people like myself, not only who struggled in their mental health, but who had attempted suicide but survived because there was just so much stigma surrounding suicide at that time, I couldn't find it at all. Like, and I, even in the church, I couldn't find it. And so the Lord actually gave me a dream about you're not finished. Like in February, maybe January of 2012, um, what happened was he gave me the whole blueprint. He gave me the name. You're not finished. How the website would look, everything like that. And then two weeks later, You're Not Finished was created. I want to kind of talk a little bit more about your personal experience that led to this, if that's okay. For, yeah, for just a moment. So I guess my first question would be, because you mentioned kind of, you know, looking for some answers, you know, maybe seeking for some stuff, you know, seeking that from God. Um, did you grow up like in the church or, or what was your introduction to uh, the Christian culture? Yeah, so I grew up in the church. Our family has been in church like generationally so i kind of didn't have a choice like my grandmother great-grandmother mother like they were all in church and so i grew up as in church as well okay so when you were going through just through this time in your life how do you think that uh other people once they found out kind of what you went through how do you think that they viewed it because i think that is a place where hopefully we are getting better and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in a moment but I think that is definitely like a starting point I feel like for the body as a whole to do better not only for offering support but just a better understanding uh, for for people that have these struggles because I think oftentimes they can get kind of outcast a little bit like so what was that did you struggle with trying to just connect some dots and comprehending like why would I be having these feelings because I think that's kind of a message that we've put out maybe incorrectly in the past I think I was pretty aware to be honest so like I had you know like most people like a, a rough childhood and stuff like that so there was some childhood traumas and things that I had struggled with growing up in a single parent household um, and going through other things outside of the household. But then also at that period of time in 2011, like I had been a recovering alcoholic. So like I was struggling with just for lack of a better way of saying it, like I was numbing all the pain that I had dealt with 
with alcohol. I didn't know how to talk to people in the church about it. Our family, just to be all the way transparent about that, um, is kind of terrible about talking about certain things that bother us or certain things that have affected us. And so, and the church as well that, um, that I was attending at the time was very like, you know, just pray about it and, or you're not spending enough time with Jesus. So, you know, just spend more time with Jesus, which was interesting because like I was part of the, the young adult ministry. Like I actually helped start the young adult ministry. So I was very heavily involved in church at the time while still struggling with alcoholism and mental health issues and mental distress. So it wasn't about me being involved in church. It wasn't about me not praying enough. It was about unhealed trauma. There is definitely a part of the body that that's their response, right? It's like, oh, well, maybe you just need to pray more or maybe you need to read your Bible more or, well, why aren't you, why why don't you have more faith, (laughs) you know, than, than what you have? And that doesn't seem like it is a very helpful solution at all. What have you come across in that regards as far as the way that other believers tend to respond? I definitely felt like you mentioned earlier, like an outcast when it came to that, whenever I was struggling, I think people kept a healthy distance because of the struggles I was dealing with. And I'm not like, I don't hold anything against them because of that. That's especially especially during that time of 2011 where the stigma was much worse than it is now. I think people distance themselves from things that they don't understand or don't, maybe they don't care to understand it. You know what I mean? Like mental health issues have been historically demonized. I think maybe if people are, people think that you're struggling with the demonic end or you may maybe in agreement with it, then of course they're going to distance themselves from anything that they're unsure of, especially in the black church. Coming out of this experience, you have this vision for you're not finished. I guess just what, what were the first steps in really getting the ball rolling, especially when you're coming off of something like kind of traumatic, it can be hard to say, okay, well, I don't even know where to begin with this. So, so what were those first steps and, and where did you just, uh, I guess find that courage to say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. We're going to move forward with it. Definitely had some ups and downs for sure. Cause you know, I was still not very confident in myself. And at that particular time, like I had it fully committed to my own personal healing. I was just kind of looking for a safe space initially, as far as God leading me with you're not finished. It just started with me blogging and then people caught wind of that and I started guest blogging and speaking and stuff like that but I began to realize that because I hadn't healed I needed to take a step back and address the issues that I still needed to address and so I actually took a pause from You're Not Finished in 2015 a pretty major pause actually from 2015 to I would even say 2021 so about six years just away from you're not finished because of thinking that I wasn't qualified because of the stuff that I had been through but then eventually I wanted to educate myself on mental health and psychology I wanted to go through the therapy and stuff and address the things that needed to be addressed so that I wouldn't be hypocritical 
while trying to help other people. And again, guys, joining me on the phone line, it is Brittany Franklin. She is the founder of You're Not Finished, the host of the You're Not Finished podcast, which I wanted to kind of hit on for a, a minute here. So you, you know, you, you, you took that time off, you went back, you got the degree, you come back, like how soon after kind of coming back did the uh, podcast kind of take shape? So the podcast actually started in 2021 before I finished, uh, before I finished my degree. So as I was obtaining my education, that's when I started it in March of 2021. And, and what made you want to dive into the podcasting world? I mean, was it just because it seemed like all of America was starting a podcast or <laughs> what, what was the deal there? To be honest, I didn't want to start a podcast at all. Nothing in me wanted to start a podcast because I'm the kind of person who, like, I don't really like talking that much, like, which is crazy to start a podcast, right? But, like, I don't like talking on the phone that much. Like, I'm very much a written like a writer's heavy kind of person. And so the Lord impressed it upon my heart to start a podcast. And at first I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's not even who I am. (laughs) Um, But after, you know, praying about it and stuff like that and really dying to my flesh, um, I found that as I was doing it, um, not only were people being affected by what I was saying, but like I was being impacted because I wasn't silencing myself when it came to my own feelings. You know what I mean? I was was expressing myself in a way that I don't normally do so. So it was, it was freeing for me as well as it being freeing for the people who eventually listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that the podcast is more or less probably an extension of what you had already started with uh, your blog, but what what was unique, I guess, about the podcast compared to what you'd been writing? And you mentioned the people that listen. Like, who do you feel are the people that need to get tuned in? That's that's gonna really benefit from what you are doing with the podcast. Whenever I do a blog and podcast, like there are two different subjects. Like, I don't usually. I try not to talk about the same things on each platform, so that way I can give people multiple you know platforms to be able to get information and encouragement from so there's that um what i've noticed about who listens to the podcast it has been primarily women from age like i want to say like 24 to 50 or something like that which has been very interesting because i primarily wanted to target like the youth and stuff like that. So obviously that's a metric that I need to work on. But um, I think that women, this is going to sound super like ridiculous, but I feel like women are more open to hearing about topics such as mental health and, and emotions and, and things like that um, because of the stigma surrounding men in mental health too. So that's just something, you know, I have to ask God for help for and breaking through. I would say that it's important to create a space for men to be vulnerable within the context of the four walls of the church. You don't have to be on a platform to speak. You don't have to serve to be able to speak. I know a lot of times we want to bring people in so they can they can serve and they have these gifts and talents that they can contribute to the church. But a lot of times there are issues that need to be addressed first before requiring service 
because it's not just fostering a good safe space for whoever ends up attending the church, but it's also creating discipleship and connection amongst the elders and the leaders and the people who and the men and women who eventually do end up serving. And I guess on the on the flip side of that, right? You, I mean, you talk about how women tend to be more open, and 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 they are the ones that are maybe kind of plugging into what you're doing with you're not finished. Uh, like, what are you seeing as you are having maybe those conversations? Like, like what is making it a little bit easier? What are some of the um, some of the positives traits that? you notice that is helping women to you know take advantage of this ability to deal with issues that they may be struggling with some of the positives um i think that when i started doing giveaways and when i started opening up for people to share their stories back in 2012 i think that is like oh like i have a voice or i have like the ability to be able to to be able to grow and stuff like that like oh these are these opportunities and stuff like that i can use you know what i mean it's just and it's easy because i'm a woman right and so like i'm able to you know share from that perspective and have that connection much easier and so it feels really organic to be able to talk to the people who have won the giveaways and talk to the people who have shared their stories and stuff like that like that connection has been very organic and authentic. And from what I have learned from them, they have benefited well from, from you're not finished and the resources that are provided. So just out of curiosity, like what kind of uh, giveaways have you done? So I do giveaways quarterly um, and I give away resources like something that's called the anti-anxiety workbook. So it gives you an opportunity to like it's therapy influenced, sorry, therapist influenced. And so you can actually track when you get anxious, you can write out the things that are making you anxious in any given moment. You can take control of your thoughts. Like it gives you like prompts to be able to be able to take control of your thoughts in that moment and actually figure out what is it that's contributing to my anxiety? Is this thing real or is this a perceived thing? Or is this something that needs to be handled right now? Or is this something that can be handled later on? And so I've given away those workbooks. Um, I've given away like You're Not Finished paraphernalia. Um, I've given away gift cards and stuff like that. Things that actually contribute to the well-being of people and that will help people actually be empowered to take responsibility for their own mental health especially in a nation where it's it's actually difficult to get mental health resources and therapy if you can't afford it that's awesome that is awesome so so you have been you know doing this for over a decade now right where mental health is is a big part of your life you know whether it's as you're working with you're not finished or or just i think kind of in just in general right because when you're talking about a field like this, there's that special connection. There's that maybe for some people for a, a topic such as mental health, maybe it's weird to use the word passion, but I think there is a passion there, right? So I'm interested to know from your perspective, what have you seen as far as change whenever it comes to that intersection of faith and, and mental health? First of all, um, what I've seen is actually churches who are financially able to do so be able to provide free and low cost therapy 
to its members, like actually from therapists. Um, I believe they're Christian therapists as well, which is which is amazing. That's what it should be, especially in the church. But um, so offering the ability to get therapy from Christian therapists um, and the church being a resource outside of Sunday mornings. Do you feel like some of the change that maybe we've seen in the church kind of result from changes in just like the mainstream society that we see, right? Because mental health has taken a prominent position as far as America over the last several years as well. Yeah, I think the evolution has impacted the church in a positive way as far as like people being more open about their mental health and people realizing that the church can be like kind of like a safe haven for those who struggle in different ways not just physically because we're all about you know the physical healing and stuff like that we can pray for that and everything like that we can pray for mental healing as well but we're smart enough to know that some physical healing requires the help of a doctor right and so i think they're coming to the realization that the mental health doctors and practitioners have the experience and if they're Christian they have the Christian foundation where the mental health issues can be addressed so there's not as much stigma as there was before definitely not as much like what what's some just easy opportunities that churches can provide for their members no, no matter what their situation may be um well the church doesn't have to be like church meaning the specific location in the four walls, it doesn't have to be the central location for every single thing that everybody needs. You know what I mean? That's just too much pressure pressure realistically on the church and, you know, its leaders. And so I think that if people are like, I say this all the time, like I am not the therapist. I do not want to be the therapist. But You're Not Finished is not a place for people to receive therapy and the resources that I provide are not replacements for therapy. It's just a connection. It's like a, what do you call it? I'm like the go-between for you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the church can admit when applicable, they can admit, hey, I don't have the resources to give you here at this location, but here is a therapist that you can connect with. Here is a community center that you can find therapy for. Here is this, that, and the third. As long as they're, as long as they get well connected within their community, I feel like that's something that that doesn't cost anything to be well connected and to be well educated. At the end of the day, yeah. And whenever you're looking at, you know, those kind of longer term goals, like what do you personally hope to see? happen whenever it, we're talking about this uh, area of mental health for people within Christian culture like obviously there's been progress but we know that there's still probably more that needs to be made what does that look like um, from where you sit hmm. what does progress look like that is not a question that I've ever even thought about mm. I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying why- to make it difficult for you <laughs> no I think that's good though because like I'm very much a a right now kind of one day at a time type of person you know what i'm saying because you know i'm very like tomorrow is not promised 
heavy almost to a fault <laughs> like i don't think about the future as much so i'm glad that you asked me that question but i think that what the future of mental health within the context of christianity looks like i just think it means a safe space no judgment people not saying suicide will make you go to hell type like getting rid of those like con condemning that condemning language to where people don't feel safe enough to be able to go to church with their mental health problems do you know what i'm saying whether the church whether the church is a place where they can get those problems addressed or not like i think that it really just boils down to the leaders being able to address their own issues and getting help for their own issues and then ha having a safe space for the members that aren't in service um you know to be able to come and be welcomed without being demonized and distanced from and outcasted and stuff like that moving away from kind of bigger picture you know for from the body as a whole how about um just some bigger picture for you're not finished in general so you know we're in 2023 now uh what what's on the horizon what's coming for your platform and how can people you know look to get in and support what's happening with you're not finished absolutely so I mentioned merch coming out. Um, that should be, Lord willing, next month uh, in March. Um, and so what that merchandise represents is actually, the foundation of it is Ecclesiastes 7-8, which says, The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So at the end of each blog and at the end of each um, podcast episode, I always say finish well. And so you're not finished. The whole name behind you're not finished is basically encouraging people to encouraging people that wherever you are in your journey, if you don't see anything that indicates that it's the end of your journey, that means it is absolutely not the end. And so you continue and you press forward until you finish well. And there might be some, you know, bumps along the road, and everything like that there's definitely going to be some trials and some tribulations you know the lord himself promised that um but the end of the thing the finishing is better than the beginning um and so i want to encourage people with that merchandise and with that message um and have 10 percent of those profits go to um some mental health organizations two of which are local to los angeles um just to be able to be an organization that supports other organizations that are doing the work. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where do people need to go in order to, you know, really just get behind what you have going? Like where, where people go, like website, socials, what, what are we looking at? So on all social media, you can follow me on YNF cast. Um, as well as you can check out www.yourenotfinished.com for the blogs, for stories, to learn more about You're Not Finished. Um, there's also ynfstore.com. That way you can subscribe to the newsletter and you can be in the know as to when the merch is going to come out. 
Awesome, awesome. And how how often do you put out uh, new content? So the blogs are bi-weekly. The podcast is monthly. I'm pretty positive I'm going to be ramping that up, though, because there's just too many things that are happening in the world. Um, and so I need to be less delayed on when I put out content as far as the podcast. So I think I'm going to do it bi-weekly starting in the middle of the year. Awesome. Awesome. And then I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bi-weekly. Yes, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> no no problem. No problem. And I, I mean, like we talked about earlier, you also do music. Is there any music updates for 2023? There aren't. You know, what's funny is like the Lord actually at the end of last year got me back into music. I had taken like a, a small little break away from it just for me to realize that that is not the thing I need to be focusing on. Like, you know how you have that lingering thing in the back of your mind of like, Oh, should I go back to this? Should I do that? Like as far as purpose goes and everything like that. And the Lord very clearly told me that music needs to be on pause so that I can focus 100% on you're not finished. So you can listen to the music that's already out on all streaming platforms, but I don't think that there's going to be any music coming from me anytime soon. Like you said, go and go and stream what is out there, you know, and, and run them up because they, they, it still helps, right? So <laughs> it, still, it still helps a little bit. So <laughs> awesome. Well, Brittany, I appreciate you taking time out to hang out with us here on the 520 Collective show. Um, I know you've, you know, been able to really just kind of get tapped into, to what we do around here so it's good to have you you know hanging out with us as just part of our little part of this weird internet community that we have going um but um but yeah th- thanks for coming on the show and, and just talking about what you have going we'll have to get you back and, and get updates as we go along because i'm sure there is a lot of great stuff that's on the horizon for you're not finished absolutely i appreciate you so much eric thank you honestly like i'm really honored to be on your show for real oh no problem no problem at all so guys make sure you go and tap in support you're not finished whether it's listening to the podcast reading the blogs buying the merch that's coming do whatever you can do because this is you know a very valuable and very important thing that uh, Brittany is doing with this platform and we're um, you know we're just grateful to be able to you know shine a little bit of a light on that here on the show uh, before we get out of here I do want to say again thank you to this interview sponsor the bookkeeper 24-7 uh, check them out tbk247.com and yeah thank you for listening we will be back here again next month with a brand new show so we will see you then let's go